0: This is a Squiz Kids podcast, your fresh take on what's happening in the world around you. Animals know about them before we do, school kids in the ring of fire practice for them and they are very tricky to predict. This is your Squiz Kids shortcut to earthquakes and volcanoes, the podcast where we dive into the who, what, when, where, why and how of the big news stories. I'm Amanda Bauer.
1: And I'm Bryce Corbett.
0: This week, Bryce, earthquakes struck both Indonesia and the Solomon Islands, two separate earthquakes, with quite a bit of damage. And in 2021, the people of Melbourne actually got knocked around by one as well.
1: Today, we'll take you through what volcanoes and earthquakes have in common, where they usually happen, and how people living in those places adapt.
0: Listen carefully, there's a squiz at the end. What?
1: Amanda, I'm having a hard time imagining what these two things have in common. Volcanoes are all about liquid hot rock spewing out of a big mountain. And earthquakes make the ground shake and move under our feet. They sound pretty different to me.
0: Well, Bryce, on the simplest level, they're both geological events. Geology is the study of the structure of the Earth, and earthquakes and volcanoes are both caused by movement of the massive rock structures that make up the Earth's shell. Ah, are they things called tectonic plates? Nah, I knew it'd come back to you. That's right. There it is. The shell of the Earth isn't like the shell of an egg with one smooth, uninterrupted outer layer. It's more like... Uh, imagine boiling the egg and yep. then rolling it gently under the palm of your hand. What would happen? Oh,
1: Cracks would appear everywhere, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. So the earth's crust has these different plates or chunks of thick rock. I mean, really thick rock. Mm-hmm. But instead of yummy boiled egg underneath, there's this <laughs> boiling hot core and the heat at the centre of the earth yep. produces heat currents and they cause those earth's plates to move.
1: Wait, so I'm moving right now? Why? Alarm on Australia's tectonic plate?
0: Yep, it's called the Indo Australian plate, but don't worry, it's moving really, really slowly. The speeds have varied over Earth's history, but right now we're probably not going any faster than about seven centimetres a year. That's about the diameter of a tennis ball over a whole year.
1: Wow, that really is slow. But wait, if it's that slow, how can it cause something as massive as a volcano or an earthquake?
0: Well, with earthquakes, as those plates move, they sometimes get stuck in places and enormous amounts of energy build up as they push and push. And when they finally get unstuck and move past each other, waves of energy are released and cause earthquakes. And is it the
1: same for volcanoes?
0: No, so almost 90% of all volcanic eruptions occur when the two plates have spread apart from each other, not rubbing up against each other. Right. So most of the world's 1,500 potentially active volcanoes are found around the edges yep. of tectonic plates.
1: Mmm, 1,500 potentially active volcanoes. So where are they all?
0: Bryce, you sounded a little anxious about where those volcanoes are, so let me set your mind at rest. The only potentially active volcanoes on Australian Territory are in the Australian Antarctic Territory.
1: Oh, OK. Good news for us, not so good for the penguins.
0: (laughs) So most of the world's volcanoes are around what's known as the Ring of Fire. There's a cool link in your episode notes to visualise it, but essentially that ring goes all the way around the Pacific Ocean.
1: So Vesuvius, the Italian volcano that famously buried and preserved the town of Pompeii in the first century, that isn't in the Ring of Fire?
0: Actually, no. Most of the world's active volcanoes are in the Ring of Fire, but Vesuvius is the volcano that many experts consider the most dangerous and it's not near all those others. Its last deadly eruption was in the 1600s and part of the reason it's considered so dangerous is that six million people live close by.
1: Wow. What about La Palma, the Spanish island that erupted for weeks in 2021, sending chunks of lava the size of three story buildings into the air.
0: You're killing me! (laughs) No, that one is off the coast of Africa. (laughs) It was a real doozy. It erupted for months and destroyed more than 1,000 homes and buildings. The lava that came out of it was more than 1,000 degrees, and the ash that rose up from the eruption went more than 3 Ks into the So no planes could go anywhere near it. But Bryce, I promise you, 90% of all earthquakes and three quarters of all volcanoes are around the Ring of Fire.
1: But let me guess, Melbourne isn't on the Ring of Fire either, even though they had an earthquake in 2021.
0: (sighs) No, Melbourne isn't on the Ring of Fire either. But... New Zealand is, and experts think that pressure on those tectonic plates in New Zealand is actually what caused the quake in Melbourne. And even though it was a reasonably strong earthquake, it happened deep below the surface of the earth, so the damage wasn't too bad.
1: Now, Amanda, I'm thinking about how you used to live in an earthquake hotspot. So I'm thinking maybe you could tell us a little bit about how people who live in the ring of fire adapt.
0: How? That's right, Bryce. I spent 14 years in the Ring of Fire in San Francisco. Sounds dangerous. It is a serious earthquake zone. (laughs) When I was a journalist at Time Magazine, my Um. office building was more than 20 stories high and it was built basically on roller skates. What? So when when an earthquake happened, the building glided around rather than crumbling down.
1: That is amazing. Did you ever feel an earthquake when you lived there?
0: Actually, all the time. So little earthquakes are happening constantly. And after a while, you just get used to readjusting the pictures on the wall. (laughs) But there are lots of things you have to do to live safely in an earthquake zone. Uh For example, you'd never hang one of those pictures, a heavy picture over your bed, in case it fell off when you were sleeping. Um, The furniture is all anchored to the wall so it doesn't fall down in an earthquake. And houses are all made with wood frames, not bricks, because wood's more flexible when the earth shakes. Ah. And everybody keeps an emergency kit with enough supplies to survive for a few days.
1: Wow. And did you practice what to do in an earthquake?
0: Absolutely. When I became a teacher, we had a drill every month. It was called drop cover and hold. Uh-huh. You drop underneath your desk, yeah. cover your head uh-huh. and hold onto the desk legs. Wow. So kids living in volcano-prone places do similar drills and they keep emergency kits as well. <gasps> the biggest difference is that they keep masks in those kits, you know, those N95 masks yeah. we know so well from COVID. Yeah. So if a volcano does erupt, they don't want to breathe in all that ash. Right. The good news for them is that volcanoes are a bit easier to predict. So they often have a better chance of evacuating before it happens, like in that recent uh, eruption at La Palma.
1: Yeah, right, where we just saw all of those buildings disappear, but luckily there was nobody inside them. But earthquakes are harder to predict, aren't
0: they? Yeah, that's right. So animals can actually feel them coming before humans can because they pick wow. up on those waves of energy going through the earth before we do. Uh-huh. I mean, right. you know, we, we already know they're smarter than us. so. <laughs> You can also sign up to these shake alerts on your phone if you live in an earthquake zone. And when the government monitoring picks up an earthquake, you can get a few seconds warning. Now, that doesn't sound like much, Bryce, but it does mean Mm. that you could stop a car if you're in the middle of driving you could turn off machinery or the stove and the authorities can put power stations and other important things like that into safety mode wow
1: gotta say i still think i'm pretty happy to be living away from the ring of fire
0: time for the quiz
1: this is the part of the podcast where you get to test how well you've been listening question number one What's the name of the earthquake drill that school kids practice in San Francisco? That's right, it's drop, cover, hold.
0: Question two. What's the name of the volcano in Italy that is considered the most dangerous in the world? It's Vesuvius. Vesuvius.
1: Question number three, what is the name for the area that contains most of the Earth's volcanoes and earthquakes? You got it, it's the Ring of Fire.
0: That's all we have time for today. Thanks for joining us as we explored the who, what, how, where, when and why of earthquakes and volcanoes.
1: Now, get out there and have a most excellent day. Over and out.